Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus! God and baby. Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio. And we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black D. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio.
probably the biggest collapse has to be the biggest collapse of Super Bowl history. Um, you know, I was rooting for the Falcons and, and I'm not a, a Patriot hater or Brady hater or any of that stuff. I actually, you know, I like Brady, but, uh, I mean, I don't like what people call it the best, but, you know, and after he won this one, it was like everybody, every fucking buddy was calling him, you know, greatest of all time. So we'll get to that in a second. But, um, I mean, look, they just got completely dominated in the first half. And my thing is, like, you know, my Niners got five fucking Super Bowl rings. And, you know, look, a lot of people talk about, Oh, well, you know, if you count championships, no one counts fucking championships. There was like 14 teams in the fucking league, you know, when they first, before they had the Super Bowl era, there was something like 14 or 16 teams in the league. There's almost double that now. You you don't get to count fucking championships just because your team only succeeded when there was fucking, you know, a handful of teams doesn't mean you get to count those. You can go fuck yourself, take your leather helmets, and stick them up your fucking asshole. The team with the most fucking championships, as far as I'm concerned, is the Pittsburgh Steelers with six. And um, what do you call it? Uh, you know, the Niners, the Cowboys, we got five each. You know, and then when it comes to the, uh, the Patriots now joining the fray with five, I was hoping that they didn't join, you know, the uh, five Super Bowl clubs. So, that's all. Uh, but they're in the group now. I, I hate the Cowboys way more than I could ever hate the fucking Patriots. Um, and the Steelers can go fuck themselves as well. Uh, I've never had, like, a deep-seated hatred for the uh, the Steelers, but ever since they got that number six, they definitely went on my fuck you list. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. I was obviously rooting for the Falcons just because of that. Um, I, I was an old school Dion fan, so I had a Dion throwback jersey, you know, I was rocking. That's the thing, I got a lot of jerseys too. Um I'm a diehard Niner fan, you know, Niners tatted on me and everything else, but I do have a lot of jerseys, so um, you know, from time to time you will see me bust out a jersey and you know, wear that. But make no mistake I'm not jumping on any sort of bandwagons. I'm a Niner fan to the death. Our fucking two wins and all. We beat the Rams twice, but I'll take it, that's my fucking team. Uh next year hopefully we're on to some you know, bigger and better things. Obviously, I don't expect to win the Super Bowl, but um, I expect us to become competitive again. Uh, we had some big changes, and I'm looking forward to it. So anyway, first half, man, we're fucking, you know, uh, the the fucking, uh, these guys, they're just smashing the Patriots. Offensively, defensively, firing on all cylinders. The Pats couldn't do a fucking thing. Couldn't get in the end zone. And, um second half it's like a light switch now Atlanta can't do shit and the Pats are fucking driving up and down the field um you know some people say the game is fixed and this and that and I and I don't really believe that I really don't think so I mean but it does look fucking crazy when a team that couldn't fucking budge in the first half suddenly becomes you know the aggressor and the other team suddenly can't score a single point, like not a field goal, nothing, just absolutely zero points. I mean, that to me is a little bit fucking far fetched. But again, I I really still I don't think the game is fixed. I really don't. Um, it's it was just baffling. 
I mean, to see that that form of collapse and, yo, I mean, you got to give the fucking Patriots credit for, you know, snapping into uh, full Patriot form and, and coming through and, and beating the fucking uh, Atlanta Falcons. I mean, when you come back like that, you deserve to fucking win. I mean, biggest comeback ever in Super Bowl history. First overtime ever. Uh, you know, it's funny, too, because we got uh, Kyle Shanahan, who's the offensive coordinator for the uh, Falcons, is coming to coach our team next year. So, fucking first half, I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, this is our guy, yeah. Just fucking welcome to the team, coach. Nice jewelry, I mean, nice new ring and shit, because we're just about counting it. And, um, you know, and then all of a sudden, fucking second half comes, the biggest offensive collapse ever, and I'm like, well, right back down to earth. <laughs> that shows our new coach can fucking collapse with the best of them, if not better than anybody. Um, so, pretty rough, but, um, you know, it, it was definitely an enjoyable Super Bowl to watch. I, I did a burpee challenge during it, and it was like uh, you did three burpees for every field goal, six for every touchdown, 10 for every sack, 20 for every fumble, and 30 for a safety. So there was no safeties in the game, but a lot of sacks, man. Right off the bat, it was like like pretty much three sacks in a row, like back-to-back sacks and then like a play or two and then another sack. It was like fucking boom, dirty right off the bat. Um, there was a point in the fourth quarter when the Pats were doing their thing that they had a fucking – what was it? They had a fumble – they had the fumble recovery and then immediately got sacked and then followed it up with a touchdown. So I had 20 to do and then I had 10 to do and then I had six to do. So it was like 36. And at that point I was like on the high end of things. I, it was like 184 on the night was my total. Um, I think, um, so it was pretty fucking crazy. It was definitely an interesting way to watch a football game. I mean, you could do that shit with any football game. And, uh, man, if it's a defensive battle and you get a lot of sacks, you, you're going to blow the fuck up. Um, you know, it, it was um, definitely something new for me to do. Um, so I enjoyed it. But, um, yeah, Super Bowl was absolutely insane. And, uh, you know, uh, like I said, the Pats joined the uh, five Super Bowl club. And, um you know, they're just hands down calling Brady the greatest ever to me. And I, there's really no argument to be had with me because you're not going to convince me no matter what you say. You can show me the numbers. You can show me the this. You can show me the that. As far as I'm concerned, and of course I'm biased, but so are the majority of the people that make the case for Brady because the first ones to jump up are fucking Pats fans. But um, the thing to me is, you know, a lot of people say, yo, you can't you can't uh, blame the guy for the time he was born. Well, you know, here's the deal. Back when Montana played the game, um, you, you you could hit the quarterback any fucking type of way you want. You could fucking spear him. You could do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, as far as the wide receivers, you could beat the ever-loving shit out of the wide receivers. You could, I mean, you could be all fucking over them. So Jerry Rice managed to still be the best wide receiver of all time, despite the fact that you could beat the shit out of that guy. Um, That guy had to be as crafty as he could be and do everything he did because he was the best. Um, Obviously, you get a guy like Randy Moss or whatever who who would smash Jerry's records. You know, the, the numbers will go up and up and up because now you can't even cover a wide receiver. And the same goes for a quarterback. 
you can't, I mean, they made rules that people called the Brady rule. You understand, like, when when Jim Burt was fucking destroying Joe Montana, and, and then, you know, back then when the Giants won that fucking Super Bowl in the 80s, dude, they, they wouldn't have fucking won that Super Bowl if it wasn't for fucking the way that they were allowed to hit Montana. That that shit would have turned into another fucking Niners Super Bowl. I mean, let's let's be fucking real. You know what I mean? That That's just... That's just honesty. I mean, the way that they, they fucking Montana used to get annihilated back there, and and you can't do that shit anymore. So you can't make a bunch of rules that benefit the quarterback and the fucking guy he's throwing to, and then say, okay, we're all on the same plane. This guy ran off and got a bunch of rings, and he's clearly the best ever. And that's fucking crazy, because. Uh, Montana didn't have the luxury to play with those fucking rules, and if he did, he would have smashed all these fucking numbers. That's just my opinion, and you're not going to convince me otherwise. Um, having said that, Tom Brady is without question one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Ah, I just personally can't give him that, that nod as far as top ever. I can't. Uh, I mean, he also has, in my opinion, the best coach ever. And you put fucking Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt, Matt Castle, who the fuck was that third string guy this year? Everyone looks like fucking gold. I've heard some people, which is very, very few people, and I disagree with them, but I've had some people say that Brady wouldn't even be that great under another coaching scheme. And I don't agree with that. But again, this is, you know, the magnitude of the coach that he gets to play under. So again, you're just not going to convince me. I understand. You know, you want to, and a lot of it comes down to people wanting to be part of greatness. So if it happens during the time that they're fucking watching football and they're alive moving around, it's cool to say that you saw the greatest. And without question, you saw one of the greatest. In my opinion, I haven't seen the greatest. So, I mean, that that's just me. Um, you know, Montana didn't get fucking shut down. You know, oh, my, Brady brought him back by 20-something points. Well, Montana didn't get shut down for a fucking a half of football, you know, for his team to have to come back from that type of thing. He never lost in a fucking Super Bowl. I mean, you know, again, there's always an argument both ways. And now since Brady won this one, there's more argument for people saying that Brady's the best ever. But, you know, what can you say? I'm a diehard Niner fan, stubborn dude, and you're not going to convince me otherwise. So it is what it is. But congrats to Brady. Congrats to Pat. Uh, they're into the five Super Bowl club. So let's let's hope uh, fucking Brady rides off into the sunset before they get fucking six because uh, I'm definitely not going to be uh, rooting for that shit. Um, uh, what else happened during the Super Bowl? Fucking halftime show. Uh, Lady Gaga, I'm a huge fucking fan of her. Um, yeah, I like all sorts of music. I'm, I'm definitely a hip-hop fan. Um, but more more than not, I, I'm a 90s hip-hop fan. I don't like this new bullshit. And, and you know, there's there's just hit and miss, this and that. Um, but, I mean, same thing, like 90s rock. I like that shit. Um, uh, a lot of that type of shit. Um, a lot of 80s music I like. Um, but there's a lot of pop music I like, too. And Lady Gaga is one of those those uh, artists that I'm definitely about. Like, she's um, she's incredible, man. Like, I really, um, like, you know, I like some of her stuff. Some of her stuff is real catchy and stuff. So, you know, I, I can recognize it as, like, oh, this is good. But um, when I really, really got into, you know, what she was up to was when she was first on the Stern Show a couple of years ago. 
And um, she sang a couple of her songs, you know, just sitting down at the fucking piano. None of those crazy fucking club beats, you know, fucking banging through the fucking thing with the, you know, dance music on it all over it. And, uh, you know, she sang that shit. Again, it was just the piano. So other than the piano, it was acapella. You could really hear the voice coming through. She did it live. And, and it was just like, wow, man. Like, she fucking blew that shit up, yeah, up with the fucking voice, man. Her her voice is insane. And then you see the versatility that she's got. She's done, you know, fucking, like, the Tony Bennett shit. She's done all that fucking club shit. Uh, she, You know, she could do fucking ballads. Uh, I heard her on a recent thing doing a, like... Uh, fucking Led Zeppelin cover shit. Yeah, I mean, like, crazy. And then uh, she just did some shit with fucking Metallica on the, I guess, the Grammys. And I watched that performance. That was fucking great. I mean, she's just, she's off the fucking chain. She's a top-notch performer. She was singing through her whole fucking thing, not like um asshole face uh, fucking Mariah Carey doing her fucking lip-syncing and fucking bailing on the whole shit. She was actually singing during that shit. Which, I mean, you got to watch to see, you know, uh, a lot of people just right off the bat, if it's any good, they go, oh, lip syncing. But you can tell she was fucking singing and moving and, you know, good fucking shit, man. Uh, She did a great, great performance. Uh, You're only going to find a couple more halftime shows that are anywhere near what she put on on there. So, uh, you know, props to her on that whole thing. Um, You know, a lot of these fucking Trump supporters, this is the thing... There's so much of society that falls into this category, and it, it really fucking sickens me. There's people who like to be as offensive as they want to be and yell at other people for being sensitive and then turn around and be some of the most sensitive fucking people you've ever seen. So there's so many people that play both sides of the fucking fence, and it, it's fucking crazy. They There were people screaming, boycott the halftime show because... Lady Gaga is going to get political. Lady Gaga is going to get political. And um, she she went on to the fucking, you know, up top of the fucking stadium. And she sang um, the, the fucking, like, the Pledge of Allegiance. And, and the fucking um, did a little God Bless America. And that was her fucking political statement. And that was it. These motherfuckers got so butthurt, you're ready to boycott a fucking thing and fuck her. And they, I mean, there was people going on flat out tirades talking shit about her, and she never, she didn't even do a fucking thing yet. You guys are pissed off about something that you think might happen. That's fucking crazy, man. I mean, there's there's some serious fucking issues going on with the way that this country is acting right now. Um, it, it's just, you know, and it, and it's on both sides. It's just across the fucking board. And, um, I I don't know, just the fucking, the overall fucking battling, and it's it's gotten to be real real fucking irritating, so, um, you know, that's that, uh, that's all I'm gonna, you know, um, let me see, what else, I had some fucking topics here, um, alright, uh, do I think the Onita versus Tremont is going to happen, and will it be what people expect it to be? Well, here's the deal. I think Onita versus Tremont is going to happen. Um, DJ kind of put out somewhat of a spoiler on uh, the Hot Tag podcast. Shout out to those guys. Uh, they did an interview with DJ Hyde last week, and, um, you know, he – 
he didn't want to confirm anything, but he definitely teased that that's what they're working towards and that it had to be a CZW match and they were all about making it happen and this and that. But he said more than one time, the fall is going to be really interesting. The fall is going to be very special. So as far as I'm concerned, anyone, you know, including myself, who thought that there was a possibility that um, tournament of death, non-tournament, you would see Onita versus Tremont, it's seemingly not going to happen at tournament of death. Because um, that, that's what a lot of the rumor was going was, this was going to be a tournament of death non-tournament match and blow the fucking roof off of every death match tournament that's running this summer, uh, spring and summer, because a lot of them start early. Um, because this would be fucking Onita in the States. Never mind anything else. This would be the fucking thing. So, um, you know, I mean, their their uh, tournament is shaping up to be, you know, some pretty badass shit. But, um... It doesn't seem, from what he said, I wouldn't think there's a chance that it's going to be at uh, Tournament of Death. This isn't one of those things they're going to do a surprise on. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to lay out as far in advance as possible that it's happening at such and such or, you know, at such and such a date or a month or, you know what I mean? So the fact that he's already talking up fall makes me think that tournament of death is out of the question for the uh Onita situation. So uh, you know, I, I I think as far as um will it be um what people expect it to be? I don't know what people expect it to be. Um I think they're gonna make it really, really big spectacle wise as far as the explosions and this and that. Everybody knows that there's been failed explosion matches of er- every sort ever since uh, you know, they tried it in the States. It failed in the States. It's just been, you know, a really uh, failed um, venture as far as, you know, how they've done death matches and the, the uh, exploding death matches. And there's a lot of, there's like really big fucking legal issues too. Um, you know, I've talked to some people who know very well about running shows and stuff. And for the longest time, it was, um, it was out of the question because you really needed to hire like specific licensed fucking, um, you know, people that had to really like file papers legally and everything just to announce that to the government that they were doing, uh, such and such explosive, this and that. It had to be like registered with the state, like shit. That's like way more in depth than just like, you don't have to register that. Hey, we're going to bust 200 light tubes today, just so you know, New Jersey, you know what I mean, or Delaware. Like, they allow some things, but you don't go running back to them and tell them exactly what you plan on doing. But that's the type of, and again, this is, you know, what I've heard from people in the past who have tried to do these type of things and and have looked into these type of things in the past. Um, uh, you know, well, well-known uh, company owner. And, um and from what I've heard, it's an enormous, enormous uh, hassle and, and very, very difficult to do. Uh, definitely a lot of expense involved as well because there's extra licensing you're going to need and permits and um, and that um, I've heard that Jersey is completely impossible to do that in. And again, this was years ago that he tried to do that. 
and he looked into it, and um, things may have changed since then. But it seems like uh, it's a very, very big undertaking. It's not just, um, you know, quick, let's get some fire together. Okay, we're going to do a, you know, um, Kenzen match. Bring the Kenzins in. You know, it's not just go pick up some shit and let's make it happen. Like, it's, it, it's uh, there's a lot more to it. So, you know, I'm sure they're going to go all out to do it. That's what they want to do. So, yeah, I have confidence that they're absolutely going to get it done, the you know, the way that it, it should be done. But it's definitely going to take a whole lot, you know. It's not going to be some easy uh, easy type of stuff. So, um, so that's that. I, again, I don't know what they're expecting out of um, the actual performance, but fucking Onita's old, man. Uh, I, I don't expect him to, you know, be out there working – you know, maniac fucking match. I mean, I'm sure he's going to take some shit. I'm sure they're going to do some shit. You know, Matt Tremont, you know, this is one of the last things he really wants to do. That guy is going to give every single bit in that match to make it as badass as possible. So I don't think that there's a chance in hell that the match disappoints. Uh, providing the match happens, I don't think the match disappoints by any stretch of the imagination. Onita walking into a fucking place, you know, onto a venue that's just say, you know, whether it be inside or outside, that's why I didn't say building. Um, Anita walking onto a venue in the United States is astronomically big for any deathmatch fan. People are going to come from all over the fucking country and possibly fly in from other countries. That's how fucking big that's going to be. So I... To answer the question, I think it's going to be everything people expect it to be. If anyone's really expecting more than what it is, I think they're asking for too much because it's going to be fucking enormous. It's going to be enormous. Uh, All right. Um, This question here um, really sparked up a bunch of bullshit, and uh, I'll get right into that as well. Um, Will the Carnage Cup ruin the thriving return of Deathmatch Wrestling? Um, and hold on, let me actually, let me put that question on hold because, uh, I, um, I want to look up the, the actual lineup of that. Cause I was actually surprised at the lineup this year. Um, I, I'm going to look up the lineup, um, when I take a break and then I'll, when I come back, I'll, um, I'll talk about the whole carnage cup and the deep South and all that. All right. So um, let me put that question on hold for a second. Um, wrestling tattoos, would you get them? And if so, which ones? Um, no, I wouldn't. Um, I have very specific um, expectations and plans for, like, all the tattoos I get. Um, so it's not anywhere near, like, something in my plans. And it's definitely not, you know, I mean, it's a big commitment. I already know what I'm doing to finish both of my arms. You know what I mean? Like my, my forearms are, you know, tiger striped up finished. I mean, I got more or less half sleeves from the bottom and, um, you know, pretty big tats on my um, biceps <coughs> on my right, on my right arm, um, around my Niner symbol. I'm going to get a gremlin that's like kind of wrapped around the Niner symbol that go, that's going to go to the back of my arm and the head and, you know, face of the gremlin is going to be up above, like on my shoulder area. 
and he's going to kind of be grabbing the Niner symbol. That's going to be my one arm. And then I'm going to do more Muppets slash Henson characters uh, around Animal on my shoulder and other side of my bicep to wrap around my other arm. So that's going to continue. That's going to complete, and that'll probably be over the next two years. But um, that's going to complete me having full sleeves on both sides. So, I mean, that that's that. I really don't want to do any chest tats. My whole back's tatted. Um, I'm not really big on leg tattoos either. Um, yeah, I got some hair on my legs and my upper body isn't really hairy. I got some hair on my legs. So like you either got to like keep fucking shaving your legs or, or just it's behind hair. I don't know. It to me, it just doesn't appeal to me. So, um, I'm definitely not going to get into a routine of shaving my legs cause I fucking, I, I got some ill tats on my legs. So, so to me, that's, that's kind of out of the question. I'm not really, not really into it. So I'm, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just about done. Um, obviously a shitload of work to finish what I just said, but, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much done now, as far as in the scenario, if I were to get wrestling tattoos, um, which ones would I get? I, um, I, and I'm going to tell you within the same realm of like the Muppet characters and the, you know, uh, like Sesame street, uh, you know, and, uh, all of that. Cause I'm going to get Oscar to grouch and shit like this. But anyway, um, I I want to stay away from like flesh toned, you know, people based. So like I love Swedish Chef, I love uh, Stotler and Waldor, but I I wouldn't get those because those are like flesh color guys. I mean, you can do them black and white, but then it looks crazy if you're doing some color in there to me. Um, so to me, I would go with the most colorful version of the wrestlers that I'm getting. So, you know, like, I would get Ultimate Warrior. Um, I would want Masawa, but rather than Masawa, I would do Tiger Mask because that shows up in more color. Um, I would pick, you know, the coolest Muda garb, possibly his entrance garb, and I would put Muda on there. Um, trying to think of who else. Um, but I would June Kasai. I would definitely do, like, a badass June Kasai. Uh, and I would obviously use like more of his, you know, more recent, you know, clockwork orange type Kasai because his early Kasai was just, you know, crazy monkey. So he just looked more as a, as a normal type dude. So, I mean, I think, uh, you know, like the macho man I would definitely do. And he would have, you know, the full on fucking crazy, you know, tassels fucking, you know, done up macho man. It, it, it couldn't just be the, uh, you know, just a headband and shit. You have to have the big fucking crazy cowboy hat, the fucking tassels and shit. Uh, you know, the glasses, everything. So, I mean, that's, that's what I would do. As far as, you know, my thing, I would really try to go big with color and flash and flare to really pop out that way. Anyone that had too too much of a basic look, I would skip putting them on just for the sake of how it looks. You know what I mean? So, that would just be me. But, again, I mean hats are really whatever the fuck you're into like i hate skulls so i would never put them on me but you know how many people fucking love skulls everybody fucking loves skulls there's more skull tattoos than anything anywhere i mean skulls and flowers have to be the most fucking popular tattoos on the planet and i i love flowers i just don't like wearing flowers you know what i mean like i grow flowers and shit like that and I think they're beautiful, but I wouldn't want to wear them. Like, I wouldn't wear a flower shirt, so why the fuck would I want flowers all over me? You know what I mean? But to each their own. 
whatever fucking makes it, you know, work for you and just fucking own it. So, I, you know, I've had people in the past, you know, and that that's going to be a never-ending thing is, you know, they, they try to, like, shit on me for the tiger stripes and this and that, you know, and, and of course, these are the internet tough guys and stuff. And they, they try to, you know, make fun of me as if I didn't mean to do that shit. Like, you can call it whatever the fuck you want. I had a dude, uh, I was talking to a dude in my work the other day. He came in, he was looking at cats and whatever, and he's like, yeah, you know, I got a lot of ink like yours. Well, not really like yours, you know, a little more aggressive. And I said, dude, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, tigers are pretty fucking aggressive. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of shit you got on your arms, but, because, you know, the jacket on this shit. But uh, tigers are uh, pretty pretty goddamn aggressive. So uh, I, I don't, <laughs> you can call that shit what you want. But uh, he wasn't trying to be a dick or anything, but I had to joke with him. But um, but yeah. So so that's that. Um, someone asked me, is there any chance of a rivalry between CZW and GCW? Um, I mean, I I don't think like friendly rivalry. I don't think that's that's bound to happen anytime soon. Um, I I I know um, Damano and DJ legitimately don't like each other. And I know uh, Brett and DJ legitimately don't like each other. And uh, I can't imagine that they're just going to work together. It honestly doesn't benefit CZW at all. Because CZW could book any one of those fucking guys, really, for the most part. And um, I don't see where it would benefit CZW. If anything, it would only benefit GCW because they can only hope to gain fucking CZW's crowd. Because CZW, when they're bringing in, you know... Uh, 300, 400 to 1,000 people, that's something that GCW is not doing. I, I mean, at all. They brought in a big fucking house for the, um, you know, the uh, Tournament of Survival last year, and I'm sure they'll do it again this year. But as far as a month-to-month, man, they're, they're drawing like fucking garbage. So what exactly would CZW gain from that? Sure, GCW is doing very exciting shit. You know what I mean? It really is far from a fan fan perspective. But as far as, like, uh, working together with them as a businessman, GCW is making some of the dumbest fucking uh, business decisions I've ever seen in my life. Um, I I mean, if you want to just real quick, let me let me talk about this. Uh, and we'll talk more about it as we get closer. But this, this uh, Joey Janela Presents Spring Break situation, um, this to me is one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever seen. Um and look, I, I like Joey, but I mean, I, I can't stand the fucking GCW owners and the way that they run businesses is retarded. A lot of the ways that, that wrestlers in general, Joey included, talk on Facebook and Twitter and all that, it, it's it's embarrassing, man. And, you know, they, they're billing this fucking show up and this and that as, you know, uh, we're booking wacky matches and this and that. I mean, bottom line is this fucking thing is on a Thursday night at midnight. Which means the main event of that show is going to go on at 3 or 4 in the goddamn morning. Get out of here, man. Like, are people going to be tearing it the fuck down at 2 in the morning? No, man. They're going to fucking do what they can and fucking take it home. You know... I mean, maybe you get some good shit here and there out of that, but, I mean, these guys are going to be wrestling all fucking day. It's not like they're going to sleep until fucking midnight and then fucking wake up and go to the fucking show and, 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 you know, get in work. I mean, like, the Evolve show starts at 8 that night, 
So anyone who worked, worked that. And then following that, they're going to fucking, they're going to go into the GCW show. And so far they booked Matt Riddle versus um, Dan Severn. And Dan Severn's, I think, like 58 years old. So you got a 58-year-old man at like fucking one in the morning wrestling one of the, you know, current young fucking legit badasses in fucking wrestling. I mean, all right. I mean, these attraction matches they're booking, I mean, that's cool. And I you know, I guess, man, if you're down there and you're on, I, I guess, like methamphetamines or something to keep you up at fucking four in the morning watching wrestling, I mean, uh, that's cool. I, I want to see someone film the motherfuckers that fall, like, dead ass asleep in their chair and are, like, drooling on the fucking, on their clothing. That That's what I want to see. I want to, because how could you not, man? When I did fucking, like, uh, I mean, and we're talking about, like, ten years ago. I would do, like, fucking double headers in the arena where, you know, CZW would run a double header with, uh, I think I did one that they did with uh, IWA. They've done ones with, uh, they've done just, like, straight-up CZW double headers. Um, they've, uh, a bunch of different things they've done. And by the end of that second one, I fucking hate life, man. Like, I just sitting there. Eight hours of fucking wrestling is too much, and that's like okay. We're getting to like eleven o'clock at night type deal for the main. For that, you're talking about we're getting towards four o'clock in the morning for the main. Like what the motherfucker? I'll be goddamn like I look, guys. I I I don't think that. I don't even think you can say with a straight face that you're going to draw a great fucking crowd for that. I I cannot imagine that you truly and honestly believe that you're going to just draw a great crowd. And then they booked uh, Eddie Kingston versus um, Matt Tremont, which is fucking great, man. And I hope they put in some promo work for that because the fucking Tremont versus uh, Eddie Kingston promo battle alone is fucking gold. But then Joey writes that he told these guys that the more fucked up their face is, the more they're going to get paid. Can you imagine anybody telling fucking Eddie Kingston he's going to get paid depending on how fucked up his face is? How hard would Eddie Kingston smack anybody who fucking booked him and told him he's going to get paid? And I, and I know that's just being said for, like, gimmick effect to the fans or whatever. But, I mean, if you're a grown-ass man and you talk to Eddie Kingston for more than ten minutes – no one fucking believes that. This is ridiculous. It's just this is this is why I have such a problem with with wrestling these days, and the just the fucking um, indie wrestling for the most part, because it's such an insult to a grown man's intelligence, and and that's what I think it is. You know, I, I really thought about it. Why why do I hate so many fucking fans now? I'm really not like a regularly angry person. Critical, yes. Blunt, yes. Um, just straight up honest, yeah. But, I mean, I fucking spend all day fucking mushing cats and, you know, I, I love animals. I love my kids. I smile ear to ear when I see them every day. You know what I mean? Like... I'm not a, I'm not an, unha- I'm going, I can't wait to go back to the zoo on Sunday because it's supposed to be like 61, I'm going to go back, I'm going to see the gorillas, fuck the tiger cubs, I'm hyped, you know, I'm not just like an angry person, I'm not like a miserable person, but something about the way that these fucking wrestlers act, and the way that these fucking fans act, it just fucking 
it just angers me, man. It makes me really fucking just – I can't stand them. Like, Leo Rush is such a talented fucking athlete, but then he posts, like, a couple weeks ago, to, uh, last week. I don't know when the fuck it was. But he posts, Dear Japan, please chew me up and never spit me out. I want to be inside you. What fucking grown man says some shit like that, man? Men don't type shit like that, man. That shit's annoying as fuck. I'm not part of that generation that thinks that's okay as a fucking man. Yeah, I mean, you bust your fucking ass, you do some impressive fucking physical shit out there, you fucking get your shit together, and you're fucking entertaining the shit out of people doing some crazy fucking athletic shit. And then just within one sentence, you make me dislike you as a person across the fucking board, man. Because anybody that's just going to talk like that, I don't want them near me, yo. Like, go talk that shit to somebody else that's a cornball, too. That shit is fucking crazy to me. That makes me like immediately I would never buy one of your shirts because you're the type of dude to tell Japan that you want you want to be inside them. What kind of shit is this, man? Where where all these fucking dudes that are twenty something years old or early thirties or whatever they talk like fucking teenage girls, man? I ain't fucking with it, man. So it's cool, man. Do what you do. You know, there's a lot of motherfuckers that agree with them and. Everybody's fucking shaking hands and patting each other on the back and hugging each other and you know, all the Facebook fucking Twitter love fest. All the wrestlers they just love each other and brother this and that and hugging and acting gay. And, and hey man, whatever works for you. I'll just be the disgruntled old man. I, I guess I'll just start that shit right now. I'll just be the disgruntled old man um, when it comes to the wrestling and the way the motherfuckers are acting because I don't know. To me, that shit. That shit shouldn't fly. Like, I, I don't think, like, a bunch of grown men should sit around and go, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. I, I, I want a motherfucker to chew me up and never spit me out. That's right. What the fuck kind of shit is that, man? I mean, you should have to at least say pause after that shit. I mean, come on, man. Who, who the fuck is this? Another dude asks, um, when is Nick Gage returning to wrestling? How the fuck should I know? <laughs> Not to be a dick, but how the fuck should I know? Um, <laughs> let me skip to um, another question that's similar. Uh, what's your thoughts on Gage possibly becoming GCW exclusive when he returns? Because it kind of seems like what they're going for. Now, on one hand, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens because of his relationship with Lauderdale. And it, and it really just didn't seem like him and CZW really jived last time to begin with. Um, you know, they started off one feud and got somewhat rolling with that. Um, but there was a lot of bullshit negotiations even going into getting him back in CZW upon his first release. And it just, it wasn't the same. Um, his attitude is, is really not the same. Um, you know, I mean, he spent a lot of time away, so it definitely changes motherfuckers. But, um, you know, I mean, he, he's a tremendously entertaining dude to watch, and I'm sure he's going to be that. But um, I I would not be surprised if he did do just that and went GCW exclusive. Um, although I do not think that's going to last. Um, you know, I mean, Beyond's going to call um, IWAD, uh, well, maybe D South, but um, um, Mid South is going to call. Um, you know, he picks up enough momentum, you know, he's going to get the, you know, somebody out in here or there or whatever, uh, you know, maybe Masters of Pain, you know, they, they kick up. I mean, 
there, there's going to be a lot of interest, just like there was the first time. He, he really started to get a lot of bookings pretty quick. Now, I don't know if there's some kind of stipulation where he can't leave the state, in which case it makes it really fucking easy for him to just stay strict to fucking GCW because that's right there and local. And then your other option is CZW, and if you cross that off the list, then you're right back to where we're talking about, GCW. So, you know, it is what it is. He's going to draw. He's going to be, um, you know, a big attraction, and uh, he's going to do what he does. I hope he keeps his fucking shit together because, to me, you know, I mean, just, just the way he went through that whole fucking thing and, and then um, and, and then just wound up right back in there. I, like, I, you know, I lose a lot of respect for a dude like that. You know, spent all that fucking time away. Everybody wants to see him come home, fly straight. And And I said, you know, I was one of the people that said, you know, if it takes for him to not be a fucking wrestler when he gets out to get his shit together, then then so be it. You know, and he went on to shoot interviews, and I wasn't the only one saying it, so it's not like he was just talking to me. But he he went on to shoot interviews, and it was like anyone that says, you know, I shouldn't be a wrestler, fuck you, motherfucker, that's what I do. You know, and then within fucking six months' time, he was back in fucking prison. So, you know, you can be all the fuck you tough guy shit you want to, but if you can't get your fucking life straight and stay on the outside, then then the fuck you isn't to the people you're talking to. It's to yourself, man. Because you're the one that's going to spend the fucking rest of your life in and out, in and out, in and out. If what you're going to do is fuck around. That's on you, man. I mean, it, that's your fucking life. As far as my entertainment, man, I'll take it for what it is. I mean, you, you put out some entertaining shit, I'll watch it, and, and this is it. Um, I mean, the time of my life where I'm hopping around screaming a motherfucker's name is, is way behind me. So, you know, you'll get plenty of people out there screaming Nick Gage and buying every shirt you put out, you know. But um, to me, it's, it's just it, it's just crazy the way that um, a lot of the, the people act. <clears throat> and, um, you know, like I said, the, the Nick Gage thing, I think he'll be a GCW guy right off the bat, I, of course. Um, I, you know, a GCW really turned in a direction that, so fucking catered to what Nick Age is all about. I mean that that dude, he's fucking fucking perfectly cut for that for what they're doing. That that's fucking Gage all day. They started it off with a Nick Gage tournament that he wasn't at. Um, but you know, I, I mean it's it's what it should be. Um, I guess with the with the way that things have turned, it's obviously sad that. Everything is falling out with CZW and him, and it's just not the same because Nick Gage was fucking CZW, one of the original four. He meant so much to fucking CZW, but everybody should just get over that at this point. You know, as much as I'm an old-school CZW fan, this is not old-school CZW. This is far from old-school CZW. Those days are fucking over. So um, that that's my thoughts there on, on the Nick Gage situation. Um, and uh, let me – you know what? Let me take a break. I got two songs to play on break, so I, I want to get both of these in. Um, this dude right here, I want you motherfuckers to hear. You want to do that? Man. What? Ready, man? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can do a rough ride style like this, though. Let me see. Let me see. Do what you do. Whoa. Do a rough ride style? Yeah. We in here, man. Shake 45. You in the Matrix. Let's go. Yeah. Double up. Get it. Yo. We live from New York. Yo. 
God forgive him, he don't know what to do. Most niggas hustle shit just to get a sidekick too. New tennis sports fit, new rims on his whip, blue gems on his wrist, a model bottle of Chris. What you gonna do when them hollows starting to spit? You hit that light pole and you wobble out of your whip. Your shirt is all wet, looking opposite of a crib. So you put your blinker on before you turn into a bitch. Hustlers on the block, but them rappers getting rich. And they rapping about hustling, so them hustlers need to switch. Even kill a snitch, looking Sammy the Bull. No kids in the class, but the jails is full. Shake this pull, no pet, your bank ain't good. Find beef behind bars, that's park in the hood. Every hooper with a jump shot, think that he good. Every gangster with a studio, think that he should. I can save a man's life if you let me tell him. You can see a fake nigga before you can smell him. You can hear a loud nigga before you can see him. Scarface got murdered, but we still wanna be him. Carolino took two from the kids in the Bronx, that's fake. Markham took shots from a pump, and I'm always going grind like the first of the month. Nigga can't get a job, but he the first to get drunk. In the club, but the first to get drunk. See how liquor gave him heart, that he the first to get drunk. Are you expect us to act when we come from the dump? Birds don't fly, we dash them in our tires and trunks. BT got us admiring punks. I live in the slump. No law, but they'll give you a jump. Gimme got shot, so now gimme get in the gun. Better take what you can get before the getting is done. And I still pack heat like the sun. And I speak from a tongue. And the streets when they put cheeks in your lungs. Now we getting so high, we ain't reaching our sun. Now we getting so high, all I, all I see is murder, murder, my mind stay. They tell me that my music increases the crime rate. Every time I look on the news, it's my race. And these dirty ass cops cannot wait to apply a mace. Let me know why it takes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Check. Check. J45. Yeah. Yo, don't stop, man. Keep that check it. Yo, yo, I said, how you a and you don't get your daughter lead your people to the slaughter because of what the label brought you. Forgot what mama taught you. Opposite the walker, I'm like most death. Rock him, little big papa, man. Rockin' the bone on that tree. Rockin' rock that anything that pop up. I'ma heat that tree, that chopper. If I hit your Leah Leakin, ain't talking holy water. Got the blocker, 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 blocker. Better call a doctor. Giving you. Yo, 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 stop. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Okay. You're okay. switching it. You're switching it. Switch 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 it. Yo, give him Rough that roll, man. Give him that hit. Give him that I'm ready to That's fight cool. for you, B. You big enough, I, but I Yo. still fight for you. I think I'm about to crack the code. A trap nigga told me rap is old. I laughed at him, then I clapped him till his back is full. I was raised on boulevards, but it crack is sold. Yeah. I never listened to them lies that it crack is sold. A I- lot of niggas buy pussy because they lack control. And if a cop violate me, I'm going to smack his soul. Yeah. Break white, one in half, if a pack was sold. Now they run off on the plug, and they clap his soul. I'm on my team, so the devil can't grab me. If a crab grab me, he'll catch it like crab tree. Writing in that old five nabby. Here to separate real men from baby daddies. Ashy from classy. DMX from nasty. Nigga flow be nasty. Never will outlast me. Never. The ghetto Popovich when I pop a shit. Fuck the rap game. Double R. We on top of it. When I pop the clip and I lock the fifth, it's gonna have the impact of a rocket ship or Shaq when he drop a chip. Leah Cabbage spit like Warren Sapp. Jackie Kaepernick. That ain't the half of it. In other words, we ain't having it. Ready. 
renegade, rocking with first wheel steady. Recognize the reaper, we running, rocking that rap already. Reposition and reaper, missing, reacting, reconstruction. Revolution with vine, represent rockers. Revving the engine, we reciting, really repair. We writing radical, ripping talk. Right on the mission, we're sighting. No resubmission, why are dying? Become a mission, yo. I ain't a pad popper, over collar popper. They pop cops, can't sound like a helicopter. Plow, bullets move like a G4. Hit a 4-4 with the impact of C4. I'm see y'all the bullshit you throw me Before you shoot two gun cock, I ain't low three And I spit for life as in parole Black folks trying to get off white like OT How you a OG, going OT Just to get the OZ, boy you moving OC I told that man he owed me, he said so be So I put that thing to his lips like a Sobe Boom, so much heat gave his whole block a nosebleed I watch niggas, you just watch what they clothes read Made brother the cake better, I'm Mosley Top kings, I popped in at low C You wanna be like me? I never go ahead I let my rap smoke niggas like, like old bread Yeah, and if one man snitching, his whole fan probably said Thanksgiving Yo, that's that's Quartier Latif, man. That dude is nasty. I saw the freestyle that he did on uh, uh, one of those uh, wake up show or whatever the fuck. Um, and uh, <laughs> yo, this dude is fucking serious. I never heard of him before. Apparently now he's signed the Rough Riders, which I still didn't even I didn't even know that was still a thing. But um, yo, he, he's fucking nasty. He's got that crazy fucking you know intelligent rap. Mixed with some fucking street shit, you know what I mean? And uh, I went and I, uh, I copped two of his mixtapes off iTunes, which is um, Rebel Forces and um, I think it's uh, Voice of Biggie, Mind of Malcolm, or Mind of Malcolm, Voice of Biggie, one of the two. Um, and uh, yeah, the dude has some straight up just boom bap hip hop. With fucking dope fucking lyrics on it, and um, I can't recommend that dude enough. And apparently he's got a new uh, joint coming out soon. I got one track off of it, but I- I'll play that next week. Um, and it's um, the whole shit is produced by Static Selector, and uh, you know rhymed over by him. Man, this shit is hard as fuck. Um, so yeah, that dude, check him out. What are your Latif? Um, what the fuck? Um, so yeah, let's let's get the IWA Deep South thing I had mentioned. All right, so you know the dude asked like, you know, do you think fucking IWA Deep South is gonna fuck it up for everybody? And you know, we we've talked about it on the show, we meaning me and you know various guests. I've talked with Ian, I've talked with several other people, and um, you know, the consensus is they do a bunch of really irresponsible shit. Um, there's very few people that look at that that supposed spot where they did the, the stabbing with the box cutter and look at it fondly or look at it as a positive thing for professional for professional wrestling. It, it, it wasn't a good thing. I mean, and, you know, that dude fucking, the one asshole stabbed the other asshole. I know the two guys' names, but I don't even remember who stabbed who. I, I really don't give a fuck. But um, the one asshole stabbed the other asshole. And then the fucking uh, redneck supposed clan member owner jumped around like fucking Yosemite Sam yelling, let's see CZW top that. And like if he had six shooters, he would have been firing them in the air after 
fucking uh, after the, the dude stabbed the other dude. Like, he thought that was a successful, nobody's thought of that type of shit. Like, this dude's a fucking carny idiot. He is terrible for deathmatch wrestling. He is dangerous for deathmatch wrestling. You know, I had heard uh, DJ again on uh, the Hot Tag podcast last week, and he said, uh, which was kind of a ridiculous thing, but he, he said, and he mentioned me too, that he doesn't want, you know, people to get hurt. He, you know, I got hurt. He, he didn't want me to get hurt, which I'm sure he didn't, but he did nothing to prevent it as far as the security and the staff went because back in the day, you know, um, CZW security would make sure anything coming in any direction, there was a, you know, prepared situation where they had two or three seconds, make sure we clear that path before the wrestlers came flying in that direction. None of that shit was done. Like, I got fucking cut wide the fuck open. Motherfuckers had to run to the back to get someone who fucking worked there to even come the fuck out. So that shows you that, like, you might not want it to happen, but wanting it and, you know, not wanting it and preventing it are two completely and very, very different things, as we've clearly learned. Um, as far as that situation, I will um, give a brief update saying that um, DJ has just finished paying my almost $700 fucking doctor bill for that. So I got to give that guy a ton of fucking credit and respect for owning up to that because a lot of guys would have told me to fuck myself um, and, and, hey, man, it happens or whatever. But honestly, it doesn't happen. You know, I've been going for a long, long fucking time. You get some nicks, you get some this, you get some that, but to get fucking sliced wide open, the majority of the guys in that tournament didn't have a cut as bad as the one I had on my arm that day. Obviously, Ricky Champagne had far, far worse, and Alex Colon had far worse. And, uh, you know, hey, I, and I'm sure other guys had cuts too. I'm not saying, hey, I was, you know, I, I'm just saying it wasn't, it wasn't mild. <laughs> you know, there was some major shit to happen to a fan, and if it was a kid, that's where their face is, where my arm is. You know what I mean? So, you know. Um, but it is what it is. Like I said, he really did own up to it. And, um, you know, he took care of the bill. You know, and, uh, you know, he didn't hesitate or tell me, yeah, let me think about it or anything like that. Um, you know, uh, we got into, like, a payment situation. You know, he wasn't going to pay it all up front, which is completely fine. We worked it out with the – uh you know, with the, whatever, the payment companies or whatever you want to call it, and that's it, you know, it's fucking taken care of, and, uh, you know, I, I got to thank him for that, so, back to what I was saying, um, you know, he's saying he doesn't want people to get hurt, he doesn't want to be people to get hurt, he didn't want to see Ricky Champagne get his fucking eye, you know, fucking cut the way it was, um, on the other side of things, Kevin Brannon likes to see people get hurt. He thinks that makes it more extreme the more people get hurt. I've heard a rumor that, and I, and I hope it's wrong, because it, it honestly will rock the fucking deathmatch uh, community. And honestly, IWA Deep South will never run again. They'll never run another deathmatch tournament if they do it. What, the rumor has it someone is planning to cut a fucking finger off. And if I had to guess, it's the two assholes that stabbed each other last time that are wrestling each other non-tournament in a fucking final saw death match. So you could bet if there's some really stupid fucking things going down, 
it's going to be by those two fucking assholes, John Rare and Spider fucking Boudreaux, fucking jerk-offs. Um, those fucking guys. Um, so they're, they're the non-tournament thing. Um, so if anyone's going to put fucking deathmatch wrestling at risk, it's those two assholes. Um, I was surprised I, when I looked at the... Um, the um, the uh, lineup. Well, first off, before you even get to the lineup, you have to read the part that goes, bring your own chair. <laughs> there isn't any seating. So if you want to sit, bring a chair. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then... Um, The first round matches is you have Matt Tremont, which I'm really surprised. You know, him being towards the end of his career, uh, at least according to what he's saying as far as death matches and everything else, for him to be jumping back into the IWA Deep South fucking arena really, really surprises me. Um, he's up against uh, Josh Crane, which that doesn't surprise me at all because who the fuck is going to book that dude? Um from what I hear, CZW is done with him now. He's he's been fat and sloppy in CZW for long enough where they're done using him. So um, he he's there, which does, that's fine. Um, then they got Dale Patrick's versus G Raver again. Whatever with Dale Patrick's, um, I think he's a lot better than Josh Crane, but he's kind of in the same boat. You know, they travel together and you know they kind of go hand in hand. Um, with a guy like Ian not booking him, and uh, you know. CZW is kind of done with them. There's not a lot of options for that guy either at this point. Um, G. Raver, I really think he looks like that Schmeagle character, but um, he's a hardworking fucking deathmatch worker. That dude, um, if he's able to keep himself healthy and stuff, he's he's going to be really really big in a deathmatch team because he's he's a bad motherfucker, man. He uh he does some crazy fucking shit, and uh, he, he he could work well from everything I've seen. Um, Schlack versus Rob Marsh. I don't know who Rob Marsh is, but I really like Schlack. Um, he looks like a fucking animal. And, um, you know, he, like I said before, he looks the part far, far more than any of the other CGW students do. He looks like a wrestler. And, um, yeah, man, he kicks ass. I watched that, uh, King of the Crimson Mask. And, um, <clears throat> he wrestled that, um, what the fuck is that guy's name? The, uh, fat California guy. Um, Michael uh, Kruger. Yeah, Michael Kruger. And yeah, he beat the shit out of that dude, man. That was a bad motherfucking... Uh, that show all together, man. Check out uh, King of the, Kings of the Crimson Mask. Uh, IWA Mid-South. Check that shit out, man. Great, great fucking show. Um, <clears throat> as far as a deathmatch show goes, for sure. Check it out. Um... So there's there's that. Uh, Deathmatch Gauntlet. You got Freak Show, Chewy Martinez, Brad Cash, Blaine Evans, Dawkins Zige. Uh, and th- that guy's name is in all caps for whatever reason. Uh, Kilo Green, uh, Terry Houston, Travis Dykes, and Michael Kruger. So, all right. I don't expect anything positive out of that match. Um and then uh, Jeff Cannonball versus Tank. Uh, you got um, which Tank always works there. You know, I've talked to Tank many times. He's a great dude. Uh, he um, he said, you know, dude always paid him, and it's it's local enough for him where it fucking works. 
And uh, I'm really happy to see that Hardport uh, is bringing Tank in. He's one of the, like, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of, like, big fat guys or stuff. But Tank plays the role of a big guy really well. He's a fucking fantastic brawler. I think he works really, really good death matches within the realm of what he's supposed to do and, you know, within his capabilities. A lot of big guys try to do more than they can do, and the second they try to look, like, too too athletic, they just look like shit in the ring. And he manages to work his matches. So, in my opinion, they work really fucking well, and they work, like, fluidly. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't look doesn't look fucking crazy, in my opinion. Um, maybe it's just me, but, yeah, I'm a definite Tank fan. So, uh, up against Jeff Cannonball, uh, you got Adam Bueller, who, um, you know, he, he had a pretty good showing at uh, King of the Death a couple of years ago when I saw him. Did some of that crazy barefoot shit. Can't stand that, but, you know. Um, he's up against Colt 45, which I've heard good things about. I don't remember seeing him. Um, maybe I saw him on some deathmatch shit that I've watched, but I don't know. Uh, Brian Woods, who I'm not a fan of. He's a fucking psycho. He's absolutely crazy, um, but I'm not a fan of him. And uh, yeah, he'll do crazy shit. And Marcus Crane, who's um, one of the better deathmatch guys out right now. Um, he, he's done some really big things, and uh, I think he's going to continue to be a name that you that, that you'll hear over and over in death matches. I expect him to start winning some of these fucking tournaments. Uh, he, he's really good. A um, little too crazy on the fucking drugs, you know. You, you kind of worry about that dude uh, not showing up for any more shows at some point. But um, you know, I mean that that's that's up to him. Uh, and then, like I said, the non-tournament thing. It's called Saw, the final chapter. First time ever, two out of three match series. The Spider, Boudreaux, and John Rare. So I guess this is like a two out of three falls fucking death match with the the Saw situation. And yeah, this is the one that if someone's going to cut a fucking finger off, these are the two assholes that are going to do it. So... To answer that question in very long form, yes, I think they can definitely fuck up things for everyone. Um, now, when I was asked that, and um, what did I say? Um, uh, and, uh, you know, the, the one dude popped up, and he goes, uh, why so much hate all the time? Uh, look at the lineup, same as the other tourneys. And uh, I said, you know, the retarded clan member owner, that's why. Because, you know, that's what I've heard. I've heard the dude is like a fucking card-carrying clan member. And if he's not, he plays a great fucking role of a guy who should be a clan member. Because uh, from what I've heard, he's blatantly fucking racist. And uh, like I said, he, he's jumping around like Yosemite Sam when a guy stabs another guy with a box cutter. So I do not respect this fucking guy. This guy doesn't even have the decency to rent fucking chairs. I don't I don't like talking chairs. Um so he uh you know, I don't respect this guy at all. Um and I've heard shit from people who've worked for him, you know? Uh, but this guy's a big fan of him or whatever. So then uh he just randomly says some shit like you guys must have sad lives, with not lives, lives, when all you do is talk shit. 
And I'm like, whoa, like, my life's great, bro. Who are you talking to? And then, you know, again, we're just being passive aggressive. The people who talk shit all the time on Facebook. And I'm like, me? And then finally I get out of hand. Personally, I like you, but I do think you talk a lot of shit. And I'm like, look. I hate that fucking company I have for a long time. I know you love it. We've been over this a million times. Neither one of us is going to change. But the fact that you think um, my life is miserable because I don't like a fucking wrestling company, you can get the fuck on. Um, there's a lot more to life than a shitty wrestling company and uh, people I barely know on Facebook. So I deleted them and moved on. Um, here's the thing. Like, I... You know, wrestling is a very, very small part of my life as far as my entertainment goes and what I'm into and this and that. And, like, I enjoy it, but way, way less than I ever did. Um, I'm at a low as far as my wrestling uh, following. But in the same token, like, I like what I like. And, you know, I I put a lot of stuff over. I say a lot of nice things amongst the other things I'm saying. Um, You know, you see, I, I... Definitely highlight a lot of positives in what GCW is doing, despite the fact that I despise the fucking owners. Um, So it's not just negative and always talking shit and this and that. But look, like, I'm honest. That's the way I am. I'm always going to say what I feel. I don't know the majority of you guys on Facebook. I only deal with a handful of people, like, in reality in my real life. I work six days a week. And my seventh day, I'm with my family. So you got to kind of take stock on how much do you think I give a fuck whether we're on Facebook together or not. Whether we've had a few LOLs or fucking likes and fucking, you know, whatever the fuck, man. It doesn't matter to me. If there's some kind of something in you that sees my post and goes, fuck this guy, good, get the fuck out of here. I don't care. I can, and, and some people see that as a negative, but it's like, you know, if people disagree with that guy, they're an asshole. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I feel. I feel pretty strong about my opinion, and obviously I'm I'm up for different people's opinions and stuff like that, but if your opinion is I'm an asshole, well, then I'm clearly not going to go, well, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm going to go, well, fuck yourself, and then I don't have to hear from that person anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I talk a lot of shit. But I, I, I back up what I talk. And I don't mean that just by saying, like, yeah, let's fucking bang out. I'm saying, like, look, I, I've been a wrestling fan. I've been a fan of, you know, CCW. I started going in 2001. I've attended over 10 years straight of monthly fucking wrestling shows every single month. I've seen, I think, 13 tournament of deaths live. I, you know what I mean? I, I've missed, I think, two best of the best shows, and now we're going on three. Um you know, uh, like one in the middle and then one, uh, maybe one best of the best, maybe just one best of the best. And then this upcoming one will be the second. Um, but, uh, you know, like I was, I was at at least one through 10, you know, and then somewhere in there I missed one. I think I missed the one that Alex Cologne won. Um, but look, um, I, I feel like I'm entitled to my opinion. And and it is what it is. If I don't like fucking um, IWA Deep South, I have no obligation to stop talking shit at some point because I don't like them. You know what I mean? Like some people think that like, oh, I don't like it, so I should just never speak of it again. I should take a vow of silence on that topic because you like it and 
if I don't like it, then I should never speak of it again. Fuck you, man. I'll talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. And if it offends you enough, hop the fuck off. And, and bottom line is, that's how I do too. If you, if I see you talking a bunch of different shit that I don't like, I just delete you and I move the fuck on. Like that Adam Bueller kid. One day he posted some shit about practicing wrestling moves on his dog. Oh, I gave my dog a fucking Death Valley driver today or whatever he said. And dude, like, even if you're playing and even if you're doing that type of shit soft, I don't really respect you for that. You're a grown fucking man and your dog really wants to be picked up and have you pretend fucking wrestle with him. Why, you know what I mean? Why don't you go grab one of your jerk-off friends and pretend wrestle with him? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck back in the gym or something. Look like a fucking wrestler rather than fucking rolling around with your dog like an asshole. You know what I mean? I work with fucking animals, man. I I, I see situations where people fucking grab their dog, toss it on the bed, break their fucking leg, and then turn it into a fucking shelter. I I work at a fucking shelter. I see this type of shit. We just had a dog a couple months ago. It was a fucking puppy. That's what some somebody did. And it wasn't like you know, he was wrestling the dog, but they took it, they threw it on the bed, it fucking shattered its leg, and they turned it into a shelter. And then we did the fucking, not we like I did surgery, but then we did the fucking reconstructive surgery on the fucking leg and found the dog a new fucking family. So when people like play around like, oh yeah, I give work punches to my dog all the time. Yeah, I'm sure he enjoys you being a cocksucker. And I enjoy even further you putting it on Facebook like I'm supposed to go, oh, fucking LOL. That's fucking love love symbol on that shit, bro. Oh, I can't believe you gave the fucking the stunner to your fucking animal. That's fucking amazing. Did he sell it, bro? Like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck your family for having you. I, I don't need to be fucking friends with any one of you motherfuckers. You know, I, I'm pretty easy to get along if we're the same kind of dude. If if we're like-minded and we have similar morals on things that we think that are okay, then fine. But if you just are doing some shit to me that I just think is just fucking filthy, then I'm not down with you. And that's that's what I encourage every one of you to do with me. If you're on my fucking Facebook, don't wait to fucking screenshot shit and try to fucking tell on me because I don't give a fuck about who you're telling. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. If you're the type of person that's going to catch offense to my shit and just lay in the cut, go fuck yourself. Save yourself the time. Go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? It's just, people don't get it. People just don't get it. And then they want to say, they're like, oh, you, you, you deleted me because, you know, he's sensitive. It's not sensitive, dude. I have no obligation. I'm not married to your motherfucking ass. I don't need to, like, sit and listen to your bullshit despite the fact that I don't agree with it or really like you as a person. If you say a bunch of shit that makes me not like you as a fucking person, then I don't really understand why I would be friends with you on Facebook. It's just stupid fucking internet. Life is so vast beyond that. So another one gone, and it's cool, man. I, there's sometimes I consider just deleting everybody that has anything to do with wrestling off my Facebook and seeing what it looks like because I, I don't need to just know where every wrestler is working next weekend. That means fucking zero to me. It really doesn't. Like, I, I don't need to know this shit. And then when I see shit like Leo Rush wants to be inside Japan and wants them to fucking never spit him out, I, I don't need to see any fucking grown-ass man type like that. 
So shit like that makes me want to go like, oh, what the fuck am I connected with this dude on any kind of? Because honestly, that hurts. That hurts because like, if I'm watching that dude on a DVD now, I'm like, oh, this fucking guy. Oh, that yeah, that's some impressive shit. But not only type that bullshit. Come on, man. This guy's on some bullshit. You see that guy in the ring right there? Like I gotta like tell other people what I did. Here's the shit he said. You won't believe this shit. Here's the here's the gay shit he said on the fucking thing. I mean, come on, man. Like, I just, you're fucking ruining it for me. I think, you know, without some of that shit, I like you fucking more without hearing you talk, you know? It, it's fucking crazy. I just, I get real fucking sour to this shit. Um, and it's, it's again, like, <laughs> it really has a lot to do with the fucking wrestling stuff. Beyond that, I'm not like an angry fucking dude. But um, it, it is what it is. I, I take it very lightheartedly because, like, you know, I might be critical and I might be blunt and this and that, but fucking I, I don't dwell on this shit all day. That's for motherfucking sure. Um, let me see what else I got here. Um, Nick Cage, da-da-da. Um, next stars to jump to WWE or somewhere else that would make a splash. Well, you know, uh, I think uh, Leo Rush would do well inside some other dude that has money. If that's, I guess that's the way he wants to be talked about. Um, Leo Rush is a dude that that's. Uh, I think he's got a future ahead of him. Um, you know, I mean, uh, he he's one of those dudes. Matt Riddle, man, and he's like. He's just, like, an openly, like, weed-smoking dude. So I think, like, the WWE is kind of not so cool with that because he's just going to do what he wants to do. Um, I think David Starr is another dude that could do big things. Again, he's another one that just talks like a teenage girl on the fucking social media. So I I don't really – I don't know if they're as big on that. Maybe they are. Maybe that's fine. I I don't know. Um, I don't know, man, you know. There's a lot of talent out there, and um, <clears throat> you never know, man. A- anyone's got a shot. I mean, at this point, Ricochet is obviously, you know, one of the most talented out there. Will Ospreay is like fucking human highlight reel. I mean, th- those type of guys. Any time if Kenny Omega decides he wants to fucking sign somewhere, that that dude's fucking gold too. You know, I, I honestly think Kenny Omega is one of the most entertaining guys in wrestling. Because um, he has the charisma to back his uh, his athleticism and all that shit, you know. I mean, uh, there, there's uh, such like a vast opening and stuff right now for opportunities, and people just work, you know, play their cards right and just bust their fucking ass out there, and it actually equals something. It used to be where you know people had you know fifteen, twenty year careers and still didn't get a look. Man, these, these guys are getting snatched up fucking early now. It's way different, you know what I mean? So, uh, who knows? Um, what got me into wrestling and what keeps you watching? I, well, I, you know, I, I think I kind of outlined what's keeping me watching just by saying what's not. Um, you know, what got me into wrestling? I mean, when I was a kid, it was the it was the Flash and Flare. It was the, uh, the Ultimate Warrior. I like Brutus the Barber Beefcake, you know, fucking cutting and strutting. That motherfucker is wearing all sorts of flashy shit and he he choke a motherfucker out and cut their hair off and stuff. This <laughs> shit was crazy. And then uh, when Ultimate Warrior, he was just so fucking, he was on another planet. You know I mean, he was charged the fuck up. And, you know, it got you excited as a kid. So, you know, that was what initially got me into wrestling. And then when I fell out of, you know, caring because I was, you know, doing teenage shit and, you know, running around smoking weed and 
you know, doing whatever the fucking, uh, you know, just wasn't into sitting around watching wrestling anymore. Um, when I got back into it, it was more, you know, that athleticism that I was I was getting into. Uh, I liked, like, the ECW stuff, but I was also watching, like, the WCW. Because um, my first go-around when I was a kid and I was watching Warrior and, you know, Savage and all that, I liked the flash and the, the showmanship of it all and, the, you know, the, the promo and, the, um, you know, just, just the just showmanship. You know, and the the back and forth between the face and the heel and all that stuff, you know, caught me a lot more when I was a kid. Um, you know, and I and I never had the opportunity to really get into like NWA or any of that stuff. So when I got into WCW, this was my first on a lot of these guys, and you know, the Luchas and all of those guys. Um, you know, I really got into seeing the way that they did that crazy shit, man. Like, you know, Hoovy and fucking uh, Psychosis and, uh, you know, Ray and all of those guys were just doing insane fucking things in the ring. And I was mesmerized by that. Um, so that type of stuff. And then, you know, you started to see more of, uh, like, the ECW stuff. So you see a lot more, like, the hard-hitting stuff, like the Masato Tanaka fucking Mike Awesome shit where they would just beat the shit out of each other and, you know, bumps and stuff like that. And that's, um, you know, what I really transitioned into being big on is everything athleticism. And that's that's where I'm at now. I want to see hard-hitting shit. Um, no Beckham. And uh, I want to see, you know, crazy athleticism. I, I love the flippy stuff. You know what I mean? Because there's people who do some half-assed moonsaults and land fucking two feet away. Um, like when Bryant Woods did the moonsault to uh, finish... Uh, who the fuck did he wrestle? I think that other guy. Um, what the fuck is that guy's name? The other uh, fat guy from Cali. Uh, uh fuck. Uh, shit, I forget his name. Um, something silly. Uh, but that that guy. Uh, to finish the uh, King of the Crimson match show. Um, Brian Woods finished him with a moonsault where like just like his fucking forearms hit the dude, and that was the finish. Um. You know what I mean? Like, start, don't do those moves, man. You get these other guys that do fucking corkscrew fucking moonsaults, land them crisp, or fucking land on their feet, catch a fucking super kick to the chin, and, you know, motherfuckers get mad at the selling and the this and this and this, but the athleticism and the timing and to to really nail all that shit without it looking like garbage, man, that that's a fucking precise skill. And they're taking a lot of crazy-ass bumps, too. So people like to chalk it up to, like, oh, it's just, like, fucking, uh, accurate, you know, it's like a fucking gymnast, like a floor routine. Like, yeah, all right, man. They're not taking bumps like that as a fucking uh, uh, floor routine. So um, I, I think there's a lot more to it than people give it credit for. It's obviously a different style of wrestling, and it's not, you know, a three-minute rest period fucking you know, sell the arm, work the arm type of match. And, you know, to each their own. There's different styles for everybody. But um, that's that's a style that not everyone could work. That's for fucking sure. And I think a lot of people do get butthurt over that. It's the fact that, you know, they can't work the style of, you know, a full-on sprint. And that doesn't mean everybody who has a problem with it can't work it. But a lot of the fucking people who have a problem with it can't work it. And um, that's some precise shit. So I like that shit. I like the fucking, you know, hard-hitting shit, fucking uh, crazy-ass bumps. And I love innovation. That That's what I'm into as far as wrestling. That's what keeps me watching. 
all this other, you know, pageantry where they fucking act like each other's girlfriends on fucking social media, and then I'm supposed to pretend that, you know, uh, you know they don't like each other for five minutes or 15 minutes in the fucking ring. I, I don't, I don't like it. Um, I understand that everybody knows it's it's not real, but um, you know, and and John Dahmer asked something like, uh, <clears throat> I posted the thing about questions uh, yesterday. And uh, he was the only one that commented. I must say it at, like, the wrong time of the day. Because sometimes I hit up, like, hey, topics, and I get, like, fucking 25 topics. And then yesterday I threw it up and just Dahmer uh, responded. You know, I appreciate that, too. Uh, you know, one of my favorite guests I've had. Um, um, uh, he has just a wealth of knowledge of the business. Um, uh, he, he asked, like, you know, what about the guys that will work, you know, uh, face in one company and heal in the other company or vice versa. And the other companies are right down the road. And then, you know, before you know it, no one takes him seriously as a heel or a face. And he completely kills his buzz or anything he built on, uh, on either one of those things. And, you know, I agree that that can be an issue. I think the social media really kills things to a way higher level than that ever could. Uh, I think that, that becomes the, the greater evil is is the like I said, it, it really does fucking bother me when when um, two guys are hugging and telling each other their totes the cutest and 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 hugging and fucking really acting like if if you showed someone who wasn't a wrestling fan, you're like, oh, those they're a couple, right? Like, because they honestly, I'm not even like joking. They act like they're probably dating. You know what I mean? Like hugging in between sets while they're working out and shit. Like that that's not normal man shit. I mean, that that's what you're into, I guess, but like someone's gotta explain to like uh, like a an average outsider that like that's that's those aren't gay dudes. Like that's that's the kind of the role you're playing. So like I think when you do that and then you get in the ring and you beat the ever loving shit out of each other, you you take it away from your own matches. So to me, like, that kills more. I mean, man, the traditional side of things, you, you shouldn't have fucking rode in the car with the fucking heels and faces. You know what I mean? Like, motherfuckers used to get different rides. They used to stay in different hotels. They used to make sure they weren't seen in public anywhere near each other, let alone taking fucking selfies on the road or knowingly traveling, you know, 10, 12 hours in a car together, fucking throwing bunny ears behind each other when they're fucking taking pictures and, you know... You know, there's just such a higher level of killing the business going on right now that, um, yeah, man, fundamentally, yeah, guys being heels and faces, you know, right up the road from where they're working should absolutely be a no-no. But, man, there's so much more going on than that that is even fucking worse, man. Like, if we can cut the other shit and get back to the point where that's our biggest issue, I'd be fucking happy with that. But, yeah, um you goddamn right about that, though. Um, so, um, and then another person asked, when is John Dahmer coming back on? One of the best interviews ever. I agree. I um, I really, really enjoyed having him on the show. And it, here's what it comes down to. I was all over the place. I did a whole lot of uh, questions with him. Um, I covered a whole lot of things. And I know that there's a lot more I want to go into it. What it's going to take for me, it's going to take me having time to sit and really listen and pick apart the last interview I did with him 
and figure out what I've asked already and now make a, another line of questioning that doesn't fall into those same questions. You know what I mean? So it's just going to take a little bit more research on mine, and I never have time to do that type of stuff. But believe me, like, John Dahmer Part 2 is something I wanted to do from the day I fucking finished Part 1. I, I think I said it on the interview that uh, this is going to be Part 1, man, because i got a lot more to ask you, which I do. Um, it's just a matter of figuring out exactly what and coming up with a game plan for it because I like to, you know, map it out a little bit. And it's tough when you've gone once. And we didn't. Uh, we went somewhat chronologically, but then we jumped around a bunch because I wanted to make sure I got certain things in, and I jumped over a couple other things. So it, it's just going to take a little bit more, you know, in-depth uh, research into my own thing because I never remember what I do after I do it as far as interviews and stuff. Um, so that's that's the answer to that. Absolutely love to have him back on in the future definitely plan on it um i honestly don't have a plans to do like a ton a ton of interviews because i am just i'm getting really annoyed with a lot of way uh people be it's it, it just it's fucking crazy to me so um yeah there's that uh i think i have a couple more things to get into let me take another break because this one's uh another longer track this is uh uncle murder's 2016 wrap-up it's about eight minutes this shit is crazy, though. Shit's hilarious. Uncle Murder's a, he's a funny cat. He's a wild dude. Hey, recording live from East New York, Brooklyn. We're going to wrap this year up in five, hey, yo, we, four, we gonna start three, up with Kanye. two, one. He had one. a busy year. Shit happens. Niggas want me to talk about it. They love God. The bitches want me to talk about it. Whoa. It's all over the gram, so I'm going to talk about it. Yo, what happens? Niggas want me to talk about it. Whoa. Shit crazy. Niggas want me to talk about it. Yo, what happens? Niggas want me to talk about it. Shit happens. Niggas want me to talk about it. Fuck our niggas still, I'ma talk about niggas it Niggas in Paris, Kanye, Jay-Z Whoa. Niggas in Paris, Rob, Kim, KB Yay, yeah. man, he ain't getting called for Jay-Z Jay like niggas get raw, they, they be uh, uh. J. Cole kicked you out, you was down He no controversial sales, he got an album out now Damn, yeah, the people don't trust you Bush don't like black people, but you think Donald Trump do? Right. Don't meet with Donald Trump to talk about us, yeah no. You ain't got the answers, just like you told you ain't got the answers Lucha 
Harris. Drake bought a Ferrari for 21 Savage. Man, I think he did that to get me mad. Drake still got mainstream on their knee pad. I mean, you see, he did a Miller his first week. GZL showed Meek Miller his first week. J. Cole did a half Miller his first week. Trump needs to get killed in office his first week. Yeah, I saw Tiny dancing on Mayweather. For the kids, I hope I see y'all stay together. I watch they show, I like their chemistry. If he cheat, Tiny cheat back, but now with the enemy. Kodak Black fighting the rape charge. I think the nigga did it. Nah, nah, I'm just playing, y'all. Kodak innocent. Shit happens, niggas want me to talk about it. They love guys, the bitches want me to talk about it. It's all over the gram, so I'ma talk about it. Girl, what happened? Niggas want me to talk about it. Who was on Shade Room? Who was on Ball Alert? Who was on Academics? Who feelings you want me to hurt? Adrian Brown is talking about suicide. Niggas on the gram was like, hurry up, do it and die. Soldier Boy beefing with Quavo got locked up. Lucky they ain't find a Draco. That boy got more beef than the burger. On Instagram, he pulled out the purple burner. That's a good gun, the pistol with Lil Yachty with. Like, that's a biggie, that's what you get for popping shit. Watch your mouth. And tell Lil Kim my man for bringing rich on me crime, not making Biggie look bad. Wow. He was fucking up the worst of classic. The way the nigga dance, I think the nigga a faggot. Rest in peace to the greatest, Muhammad Ali. Mr. Flow like a butterfly, sing like a bee. Dave Chappelle came back, got 60 mil. Whoa. Man, rest in peace to Prince, he overdosed on pills. Damn. Remember Purple Rain had that vibe. Didn't time me for Martin when no job died. LeBron did it for Cleveland and got that ring. But no Hopkins got knocked out the fucking ring. No Durant, Russell Westbrook doing the sting. Durant, Dick Ryan, Golden State to get a ring. You can't beat him, so you join him, right? You a traitor, fuck cancer. Rest in peace to Craig Sager. Future said fuck Diddy, Diddy ain't give him no Ciroc. He fucked Scotty Pippen, wipe with some Gucci flip flops. Kobe scored 60 his last game. AI got inducted. No Hall of Fame. Baby still ain't pay Lil Wayne. Told the Breakfast Club, put some respect on his name. Younger man getting that money. Ooh, hottest record in the country. Mary J. Blige don't want no more drama. Going through a divorce, her husband trying to rob her. Black China Kardashian. She had a baby with Rob Kardashian. Took the baby, then left that fat fuck. Now he on the gram like she left me and took a stop. She ain't love you or like you like that. Poppin' and pay Tiger back Should've peeped that from the beginning Amber Rose had a TV show These hoes winning Chloe still can't keep her legs shut If you a rapper or a ball player She'll let the fuck Hey, six months, she switched them up I won't put my thumb in college in the butt Ew. I'm just playing, but 21 Savage He won't fuck her, he thinks Tiger sucker Me too Police surrounded Chris Brown crib Cause some white chick lied about some shit he did Cat Williams got choked out by a little kid Misha Lake showed us what Dr. Dre did He was head. looking like a young Ike Turner He ain't just beat her ass He shot at her with the burner That's a nigga with the Shit happens, niggas want me to talk about it They love guys, the bitches want me to talk about it It's all over the gram, so I'ma talk about it Love happens Police shooting in cars while kids in the back Man, not even Scarface would have did that We catch it on camera and nothing no happen Cops got killed in Dallas, that needed to happen Blame the government for that, that's they fought Police kill us, get probation in the same court They give us life and if we catch a body Guess they got the power, get it white like Tommy America's racist and they ain't hiding it. Trump won the KKK's out of assignment. You know the crackers don't like our skin color, they hate us. Rest in peace to Tupac, mother, dear mama. God bless the Phoenix and call. She wouldn't like Kaepernick for kneeling down on the floor. When the national anthem played, they don't respect us. They kill us and lock us up, they don't serve and protect us. 
what you mad for? How long y'all thought the president was gonna be black for? Barack Obama did a stink, but he was just another puppet on the government string. I'm just saying. This year we had a lot of deaths. We lost Shorty Low and Bankroll Fresh. Fight Dog and Big Cat Pass. Flex said low, bad, well, music trash. And he said low, y'all, he got that mumble rap. It's some little kids that pop Molly that fuck with that. Now we don't fuck with that. Culture vultures. New York finally sounded like it's supposed to. Sounded like Timberlands and Champion Hoodies. Salute to Dave East, Dog Q and A Boogie. Play this for mass skills, he gon' hate it. Feds on Remy Grammy nominated. Remy and Nikki taking shots at each other too. Rap is a sport, man, that's what they supposed to do. Yeah, that's the essence of hip hop. DJ Juski gon' love the hip hop. Drake with J-Lo on some puppy shit Mariah never heard of J-Lo, that's some funny shit Man, I'm off, this enough with say here Wonder who I'ma throw under the bus next year Whoa. Shit happens, niggas want me to talk about it They love guys, the bitches want me to talk about it It's all over the gram, so I'ma talk about it You heard what happened, niggas want me to talk about it Sick crazy, niggas want me to talk about it You heard what happened, niggas want me to talk about it Shit happens, niggas want me to talk about it Fuck out niggas feel, I'ma talk about it Yeah, I, you know today has been 18 years that Big L's been gone. I, I mean, how crazy is that, man? How fucking fast time flies. But you know that that to me is the most slept on fucking artist of all time. Definitely should be in everybody's top five. And uh, I, I have always thought that he was better than Biggie. Um, you know, Biggie was definitely that dude, man. But the same token, I, I think Big L was way more lyrically talented, way more clever than Biggie. But, um, you know, that's just me. Um, so, uh, Bill Burr came out with a new special. Um, check that shit out, man. You like comedy, it's on Netflix, man. Hit that shit up. Uh, he's fucking hilarious. Um, still killing it. Uh, speaking of comedy, in April, I'm going to be going to see Artie Lang, man. First time I've ever seen a dude live. I've been a fan a long fucking time. I'm going to be fifth row up in Count Basie, so... I'm really looking forward to that. Um, you know, like I said, long-time fan from the Stern Show and all that, and I listen to his podcast now, but uh, Artie, Artie Era on the Stern Show is my favorite ever, so um, there's that. Uh, you know, I wanted to touch on this streamer thing before because, you know, we had talked about it on the show um, about how, you know, Lyle had gotten all butthurt over the streamers and this and that, and how, uh, not the streamers, the toilet paper. And, um, how, you know, and I said from the start, I said, look, if CZW allows it, nobody else could get fucking offended. And they finally decided not to allow it. Um, which I, you know, look, I get it. I, I mean, the only thing to me is like, you know, some of those fucking segments like that, uh, Feinstein kid or whatever, I was rooting for the toilet paper, man, because I'm sitting here at home going like, I don't like these motherfuckers, man. They're boring the shit out of me. They're drawing this dumbass segment out forever. This dude's come out to talk on the mic for, like, fucking four months and still hasn't had a match. Like, yeah, light light these motherfuckers up with this little bit. And, and, you know, really, they were fucking, they were taunting the fans. You know, they'd bring out the umbrella. They'd, 
they keep going like, oh, you got this close and stuff to the fans. So, dude, I mean, you're 100% egging these dudes on to fucking hit you in the middle of the fucking, you know, between the eyes with a fucking roll of toilet paper. So, you know, and, and, and again, I, it kind of baffles me because these motherfuckers must have been like, Bringing in like those fucking you know twelve packs of BJ's fucking twelve packs of fucking toilet paper. I don't know how the fuck they had toilet paper to throw for the whole goddamn show because, I mean, how many rolls can you walk? I mean, you have to walk. That's like a big ass pack. That's not like so you're bringing your pocket, man. <laughs> that's like luggage. You know what I mean? Because I always thought it was funny on that uh, on that side of things. But, you know, when you're letting people throw shit like baseballs, obviously it's going to become a fucking problem. You know, when the, the backseats taunted people back in the day because they started throwing change because uh, Trent and Johnny were collecting dollars around the ring and then the dudes would throw fucking pennies out of the shit. And then they started like, if you throw one more penny, we're leaving. And then, holy fuck, it was like machine gun fire. Uh, especially with the concrete floors in there and shit, you just like ding, 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 ding. Like, shit was hitting the walls and the bleachers. Shit was insane. Um, you know, they were coming across fast, man. I'm sitting front row, and you would just see shit come sailing the fuck across. A lot of times I wear a hat and just fucking lower my brim and just wait till you hear it. Stop hearing fucking change come through. Uh, shit was intense. But, uh, you know, there's a certain point where you got to put your foot down and go, no more of that shit or you're out of here. And uh, that's what they did. Now, gets lumped into that with the streamers. But to me, good, because I've hated the streamers since the fucking day they started to to market it. You know, uh, CZW tried to capitalize it and sell streamers, which is like, look, you're not, you know, you're not fooling anybody. You're really trying to just fucking make money off of this bullshit gimmick that's going on. Because streamers used to be fucking special. For a while, you know, Ring of Honor, man, they would only pull out the streamers when, like, Japanese talent came over to work the guy in the fucking main event, Morishima in the main event. And uh, then they started doing it for, like, their big guys in the main event, you know, their American Dragons and stuff like that. And, you know, it would, motherfuckers would sit on those streamers for seven matches. And then match eight, the main event came, the fucking face got the streamers. You know what I mean? That's what fucking happened and it would be all at fucking one bam an explosion of fucking streamers and it looked really fucking cool and it made your men event look really fucking cool now you had fucking five strands of streamer throwing at least every fucking match at least every fucking match it looked like shit it looked corny as fuck it it had no meaning anymore it was just a fan that wanted to be noticed way of clapping on the entrances. And it was unneeded. It it added nothing. It just made you the guy that threw the fucking thing, but it didn't add to anything. You know, motherfuckers were throwing streamers, and half the time the crowd would be dead through the whole fucking match, but there was still a handful of people that would throw the streamers just to throw the streamers in the beginning. So, I mean, it lost every fucking bit of momentum it ever had. Um, the other thing that was, oh man, I, I hated it so much from the start. I wanted someone to walk around a ring with like a fucking flamethrower and burn them off the fucking sharp shit because death matches, streamers in death matches, it's fucking, it's the worst. And I'm sure they're still going to do it in GCW because GCW likes to be like 
the anti-CZW. CZW says you can't do it. Bring all your streamers here. So their tournaments will look like garbage when they throw the fucking streamers and there's multiple colors stuck to fucking barbed wire. It looks like, you know, uh, it looks crazy. Just party favors everywhere. It's like a clown got caught, like, you know, running through a fucking farm, you know, trying to hop the fucking the barbed wire fence and, and got hung up and shit. And it, it's just, it's fucking crazy. Like, Bozo the fucking clown went wild on the fucking farm. That That's what it looks like. You got crazy sharp barbed wire, motherfuckers cut up bleeding. And even, like, they'll, they'll go to get, a, like, a chair or a ladder from under the ring, and you just see, like, a pile of fucking colors just fucking laying there. Like, like, rainbow bright just fucking jizzed all over the fucking underneath the ring like Jesus fucking Christ it's like a Care Bear fucking rainbow underneath the ring of death like <laughs> fuck man it, it's, it, it, it looks terrible guys I mean you, you guys gotta look at it if the aesthetic of deathmatch wrestling is supposed to be dangerous a bunch of fucking colors is the opposite of looking dangerous so you guys are hurting the product it's not helping and I know you want to be noticed and everything. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you, but I hate it. I fucking hated the streamers. It was so overdone from the start. It was kind of cool, you know, and Ring of Honor for a while, they were doing it right. I'm sure they fucked it up too, but um, they were doing, and it would be the main event, and that's it. And it was like a fucking explosion. That one fucking, as they had announced that fucking guy's name, boom, you saw fucking... 40 streamers come flying over the ring. You know what I mean? So that that makes sense to me. But everything everybody else is doing since then doesn't. And like I said, CZW tried to capitalize it, selling fucking streamers. They were encouraging people to throw them as often as possible because it suddenly meant money to them and they were overcharging. Yeah, you could get a shitload of them at the fucking dollar store, but they were selling them for whatever they were selling them for. And, uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is, but enough already, guys. Don't get fucking butthurt because you can't bring streamers because it never meant a fucking thing to anyone of you, so uh, it is what it is. So, again, uh, shout-out to the Hot Tag Podcast. Um, next week, here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to – I've watched some of January's show, um, and I'm going to finish watching January's show, CCW show, and I'm also going to watch the show from last weekend. And next week, I'm going to review both shows back-to-back with Captain Dave's help, of course. And um, I think that should be pretty entertaining because I haven't really seen all of both shows or any of this past week's show. But uh, the consensus that I've heard is that January's show was terrible and February's show was awesome. So... It should be a very entertaining uh, set of reviews back to back. I don't, I don't know that I'm going to agree across the board with either one of those things. Uh, quite possibly things that I liked in January or things that I didn't like in February. So, um, should be pretty entertaining. And uh, you know, those things back to back, I don't think I've ever done that before. You know, two CZW shows in a row because I generally jump on them soon after they come out. Uh, so check out the Hot Tag Podcast over there. Uh, Check out the Sports Den. Those dudes covering everything fucking sports. And, uh, yeah, they do their fucking thing. 
Um, I think that's about all I got. Um, I would plug whatever the fuck Chris Lawrence is doing, but I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Like, last time I talked to him, I don't know, man. They renamed the show. They go into hiding and this and this. So he can go fuck himself until he tells me what the show's called, and then I'll tell him. Uh, I'll tell all you guys what the fuck the show's called, because what the fuck am I supposed to say otherwise? So that that's all I got to say for this week, and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. Talk to you all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. I'm tired of rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Cusa Chick Radio, Jesus! So say good night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no food.